Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language, an abnormal amount of boobies, exploding heads, and all your favourite bits of news. So sit back and prepare your ear holes. For boobies? For boobies. No, three. A martini shaken. No! Shocking. Positively shocking. Hello and welcome to this week's special episode of Shaken Not Nerd. I just noticed my hoodie's breaking. I'm Duty and uh, I'm joined today by three fantastic gentlemen, one of which has a great big bushy beard. That's Tom. Hello, great big bushy beard, as I drop <laughs> over my camera. <laughs> nice. Smooth. Yeah, it's happy to be here. He dropped his camera again. <laughs> We also have another person who has a legitimate great big bushy beard, oh. and that is... Fu- <laughs> oh, wow. I just mean that Fuzzy's beard is quite girthy. Quite girthy. girthy. Well, yes, so I've heard that word used to describe me on a number of occasions, so yes, it's accurate. <laughs> it's uh, it's water drips off that thing like a watering can, let's just say. It retains a lot of water. It's a, it's got to that point where it retain. It's like its own ecosystem. So every time that I have a shower, it just like retains moisture. It's it's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> I'll never die of thirst. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering how long it gets before uh, both of you are being told to shave it. I think Tom looks quite good in a beard. Now it's actually like filled out. Previously, Tom would be like, "Well, it doesn't look good. It's patchy, and it looks great." It does. He looks fantastic. Still pretty patchy. Mm. I'm not getting rid of it. I'm just gonna before we have to go back to work. I'm just gonna go to a barber and actually get him to trim it properly, and then go along with it. Yeah. Well, look. I mean, it's not an isolation without a crazy old man beard. So yes, you got to got to be done. Exactly. And I'm getting lots of greys. You know, I don't know if you can see that on the video, but lots of can gray. definitely see them. <laughs> Two little grey streaks down there. It looks like you, you're, you're Mr. Fantastic, but for a beard. You look distinguished. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. Yeah, he's got the racial ghoul look going on, but for greys. See, yeah, I was going with the uh, with the Duke Atreides um, thing, like from June, from Dunk, the the posters we saw, Oscar Isaac's big yep. beard. Yep, yep, yep. It, it looks pretty awesome, so that's that's what I'm going for, and um, yeah, I, I mean, I've got part of that, I just don't have his rakish good looks, so, you know, <laughs> I mean, how, I've got the beard, though, so that's the important part. Exactly. <laughs> Duty, how are yes. you? Your ISO beard's a little bit trimmed. No, no, I haven't touched it at all. It's It's starting to get to that poof. Like that puffy stage where like it starts to puff out a bit. Oh yes. Um, but I haven't touched my mustache, and it now like reaches my bottom lip. So, <laughs> like as I'm sitting there on work calls and shit like that, I'm just sitting there twirling my mustache. They're like, "Are you about to hatch an evil plan?" I'm like, "No, I'm fucking bored. Let's move on to the next topic, please." <laughs> um, but no, it's it's coming together. The missus the missus likes it. She uh, I tried growing at my my head at the same time, and I looked a little bit like George Costanza. So no, <laughs> no. did not didn't like that. Didn't not know. one bit. <laughs> but uh, before we kick on to this week's uh, this theme, the topic, the movie that people in our listener community uh, voted for, which of course you young listener can vote for as well if you're in the community. Tom, you got some news? I do. It's time for the news. <laughs> it's the Top Ten Years Countdown 
That's Voice enough. of an angel. <laughs> yeah, that's enough of that. Number 10. We have that Guy Fieri and Bill Murray are going to be competing in a live nacho-making contest on the Food Network to raise money for employees affected by coronavirus. And I feel for I mean, a it's, a, it's a lovely cause. <laughs> I'd watch the shit out of that. I would also watch the shit out of that. I really wish I had the Food Network. <laughs> You can guarantee it'll just be Bill Murray getting drunk on tequila and just, like, throwing... Na- he'll be doing, like, nachos from, from Step Brothers. how fucking... Uh, I can't remember the actor's name. Not Will Ferrell. Uh, just throws, like, cheese on top of Doritos and throws it in the microwave. <laughs> First you get your cheese, then you get your tequila. <laughs> Drink your tequila <laughs> you and throw away You're going to need about two shots. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'd watch the crap out of that. I had Mexican last night for T2, so, you know, the timing is, is perfect. <laughs> exactly. It's sweet. No, I, I, I think that'll be a bit of fun. I like both those personalities. I do love that um, Siobhan's a big fan of Guy Fieri's um, Instagram, and she keeps showing me the pictures of it, and they're pretty funny because he just keeps putting up photos of him, like, photoshopped into puns of various TV shows and, like, movie posters and stuff. <laughs> It's really quite <laughs> hilarious. Oh, he's Flavortown, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the guild I'm in is called Flavortown. <laughs> and the dude makes himself look like Guy Fieri. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, number nine. We have Matrix 4 have cast have signed up for another eight weeks of shooting in the wake of the shutdown. Mm-hmm. So, it looks like eight weeks... I don't know. I don't know how much actually recording gets done in eight weeks. So, how far they about eight were episodes? In, I don't know. But pushing everything else back, obviously that they're in. So uh, I think we did discuss about it the other day. So John Wick has been pushed back, um, and I think the everybody else who's part of that cast was pretty available. <laughs> Not doing much. <laughs> Carrie Ann Moss wasn't doing too much these days. Yeah, now that uh, Jessica Jones has finished, Carrie Ann Moss has got nothing to do. <laughs> Just twiddling her thumbs. <laughs> That'd be great. Just the, the video on YouTube, Carrie Ann Moss twiddling her thumbs for ten hours. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Someone will do it. I'm looking at you, Ray. <laughs> um, uh, th- there's only really three actors in the like because Agent Smith is dead. So, or is really... he? Bum bum bum. That's gonna be he the better. thing, right? Like, he I... better not be alive. <sighs> Well, Hugo's it, weaving will be back at some point. It's well, guaranteed. And and fucking Neo died. So how are they gonna? What are they gonna do? Nope. And Trinity did Trinity die? Trinity died. Yeah, yeah Trinity died. Like th- everybody died. Everyone is dead except Morpheus. Well, it'll, I guarantee you it'll just be that they failed, and it's just a reboot. And he's just the next, the next, the one going through the same, same motions. Yeah. That, that was just a practice one. Now, this is the real, the real ending. And then they'll do another This is the trilogy. real, the real one. Yeah. The one was always Morpheus all along. And then they'll have another cave orgy and everybody will be happy. And <laughs> I'm surprised they just don't do a bloody Morpheus prequel. That would be fantastic. Everyone wanted that. Like That was the big movie that everyone wanted to see. Now that the trilogy's complete, let's do a, uh, a Morpheus prequel where he's young and doing all this stuff and they talk about all of those, like, the, the cool things they used to do and, you know, like, there's a lot of allusion to a really cool backstory and mm. 
nothing. So it would have been cool to see him breaking out for the first time and you know learning his powers and being cool. Yeah, I, I don't have high hopes for this at all. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's 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 oh maybe the Matrix. Yeah, let's 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 keep going with it. <laughs> what is there to do? No, no, no. Everyone died. Well, let's bring them back. But it was so long ago. When was the last Matrix movie? It was like two thousand two, two thousand three. Forever that, ago. Who can one? remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I don't know, man. It's it's just too much time has passed and. You either need to hand that over to somebody else to do or just forget about it completely because I just think that they are too old to begin the training. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see the, the slow-mo sort of the, the whatever the term, the bullet time thing where he like half leans on his back and then like he slips a disc or something. <laughs> Ooh, my back. <laughs> yeah. And of course, what comes after nine is eight. Eight comes next. Counting backwards with Tom. Any Bob's Burgers <laughs> fans in the house? No. No. No? Okay, well, nobody else is going to be excited. Uh, it has been <laughs> renewed for season 11 by Fox. Okay. I didn't realise it's been going that long. That's a, uh, that's a fair it's track. used to be. <laughs> yeah, I never got into y- Bob's Burgers. I know there's a lot of... Um, there's a dedicated fan base, shall we say, uh, for Bob's Burgers. Nah. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Didn't they do like an episode of Futurama that was like Bob's Burgers and that had the actors or whatever, the pizza place across the road from Planet Express? Did they? Yeah, I think they've done crossovers like that. They did that episode of um, Archer where they um, they got all the same. Ah, uh, yeah. Because it's got um, oh, yeah, it John right. H. Benjamin as he's the, the voice of Archer and Bob as well. So they did a crossover, which was pretty funny, but eh, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's not my type of comedy. I think I've watched it... The most that I've watched of it is, like, when you're lying in bed super hungover and you just saw the season was there, so you pushed play and you just sat there hating yourself watching two or three seasons. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I wouldn't put myself through that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm already in pain. I don't need more. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We have number seven. (laughs) Jared Padalenki's Walker TV yeah. show has gotten a release, or a general release, of Jan 2021. And a poster that I put into the chat, which literally just says, Walker. With an American flag sure. in the background, and the CW logo as ever-present of as always. <sighs> CW. <laughs> um, it's a reboot of Walker Texas Ranger, isn't it? Correct. Yeah, it just right. won't be the same without Chuck Norris. So it'll be that'll be like his dad or his grandpa or the sheriff of the town or some fucking thing. So yeah, get Chuck Norris some work somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah, like they'll they'll put him in as like, oh, it's actually Walker's son, Walker Junior, and he learned to walk when he was six, and is that now like he's walking they, everywhere. Is it like what they did with MacGyver? The guys like MacGyver Junior. <laughs> it's just I don't. <laughs> I don't get it, man. So just let some things leave. Leave them alone. Well, that's the th- Matrix Four. Well, that's the thing. At least uh, I don't know. I, I never watched um, this the the original, obviously. But who asked for this? Who wants this? Jared Padalecki. Is that it? <laughs> he needs he needs something to do after Supernatural because 
No, he doesn't. Hang on, which one's Jared Padalecki? Is he the one with the long hair or is he the one who was Jason Todd in the Batman movie? Long hair. Okay, he needs something to do outside of Supernatural and in that Friday the 13th reboot that no one liked. But but that's the thing. It doesn't seem like Supernatural's ever going to die. I I just want to see those guys keep doing that show until they're in their 80s. That's what I want. It's like Charmed. It just kept going and then... Kaylee Kikoyo or whatever, the person for Big Bang came in and then ended. Maybe she needs to go into Supernatural for it to end. Mm-hmm. I just don't, like, they've both been to hell and been killed and their dad died and then all this sort of stupid, like Supernatural, it just keeps going. It's like Days of Our Lives. It just keeps going. Well, that's, what, <laughs> that's what I thought I had watched it all. And then they started it again. Like it was over. They had ended the mm. show. It had finished. Mm-hmm. Thank God it had finished. It's like Scrubs. But imagine if Scrubs kept going. It did for way too long. I don't know. It, I don't know it did for one about. season. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> Number six. Yeah, no. We have that Black Widow has gotten a new date. We have October 28th in the UK and November 6th in the US and I was meant to check the Australian date and I didn't but around that time <laughs> so excellent I mean, cool well I think it's still good that we're getting something this year so we'll actually have a high budget movie to review at some point this year <laughs> <laughs> unless he gets dropped back again this could be the next New Mutants guys think about it think about it it could be the next New Mutants. It could, it could never come out. It could be, and we'd all be thankful. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, um, we're going to watch it. Am I looking forward to it? Not really. Does Taskmaster look like he wears hockey pads? Yes, he does. <laughs> it looks awful. Yeah, It, it does. You know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just been popular opinion to jump on the hate train with this film a bit. I've been guilty of it too, but it could be good. It could be. It could be. But it also very well may not be. <laughs> but that's, is that not the case with every film? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just like it's, it's, it's... You had this character appear in Iron Man 2 and then Avengers and then in Captain America and in all these other fucking films. I'm like, sh- Black Widow should have had her own movie probably before Avengers 2. Probably before she died. Yeah, I was going to say, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ideally. Yeah, and the rumour of that Robert Downey Jr. is going to reprise his role as Iron Man in this because it takes place just after Civil War. That's dumb. Mm. I really hope Mm. they don't. They're going to, because they're stupid, and they just want to do the same thing over and over again because it makes money. When the mouse needs money, Tom, they resurrect people from the dead. (laughs) 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 You think death can keep you away? (laughs) Ha! Number four, we did. Uh, well, actually, Duty just mentioned uh, number four. So the uh, mouse. Get excited! Not 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 the mouse. The new mutants has actually no, right. gotten a new release, so they haven't forgotten about it. August twenty eighth. In what four years? Like no, it can't no. be this year. <laughs> this year. This year. I don't think they can call it new mutants anymore. It just needs to be called mutants. <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay, I'm 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 a, I'm as excited for this as I am for Black Widow. 
See, now this is, like, we've talked about Black Widow potentially, like, doing a digital release for that and then re-releasing it at a later stage. New Mutants would be perfect for a digital release because I ain't paying 20 bucks to go and see fucking New Mutants in the cinemas. (laughs) Yes, you are. You're on that episode, Fuzzy. You're leading that episode, Fuzzy. (laughs) I refuse. You can't make me. When the the teaser first came out, what, three years ago? How long ago? (laughs) Uh, Forever, I was yeah two years ago. Yeah, I was interested in seeing it. Now it's just like they're just beating a dead horse. <laughs> just, just let it die. <laughs> let it die. We got to, we got to have we got to have some of the guys from some like it slabbed on for that episode because there's going to be so many hosts of nerd that just go. I'm flat out not watching that. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Number five. Number five. <laughs> we have first image from Spike Lee's war film, The Five Bloods. I did put that in the chat. It's mm. not a very descriptive, uh, descriptive image, but um, it is starring Chadwick Boseman, Jonathan Majors, Gene Reno, and Paul Walter Hauser. And is focused around four veterans. Uh, the four veterans battled, well, as they battle the forces of man and nature when they return to Vietnam, seeking for the remains of their fallen leader and the gold fortune he helped them hide. Mm. So mm. it has been described as a mixture between Apocalypse Now and the treasure of Sierra Madre. Now, I have not seen the latter of those films, so that's not very helpful, but have either of you? Absolutely not. It's like not. Goonies. <laughs> They're looking for gold, like Goonies. It's like the Goonies. <laughs> it's like the Goonies with Vietnam. Um, yeah. Now, it's one of those, it, it sounds like one of those sort of, like, Tom Teen kind of movies, you know, everyone's going to, like, end up killing each other for the gold, and the last man standing walks away with something. Oh, it's going to be the Flying Hellfish. The Hellfish Bonanza, it will definitely That's be it, that. Yeah. But as it's, it's definitely going to be the Hellfish Bonanza. As it's Spike Lee, it's going to be very, like, there'll be lots of interesting comedy and lots of very, very dark moments. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like, Spike Lee movies are, are, are always interesting to watch. Yeah, I really enjoyed, um, what was the one he did recently-ish? Black uh, Klansman. Yeah, I did really enjoy yeah. that. The yeah, ending that was, was a bit meh. But the rest of the film was great. <laughs> but that's Spike Lee, right? He does that kind of stuff. He he can't he can't do one of these movies without a lot of social commentary. So yeah, he he does make a lot of that stuff. But they he does make them enjoyable. Um, and he's a good director, man. He really he is. is. Despite what you might think about his social standing, uh, like his social statements, like he is a very very good director, and yeah, he makes a great movie. So it'll be fun to watch. Hundred mm. percent. Number three. Yeah, the first poster for the documentary series In Search of Tomorrow. I put this up in our chat if you guys haven't seen it. So it is a journey through 80s sci-fi films. Exploring their impact on society and, of course, having conversations with actors and artists who were involved in making them. So I'm going to say it looks pretty cool from the poster because what have we got? We got um, Enterprise, we got Millennium Falcon, we have of course the um, DeLorean. Back to the Future's in there, yeah. It looks good. Yeah, they've they've got like a Kickstarter thing going on. I think if you 
the give them 30 bucks or whatever it is or also there's some sort of fucking package or whatever that when you help them through kickstarter your name actually goes into the credits of the documentary as well as like a as a thank you and you get like a t-shirt and a copy of it on blu-ray and all that sort of stuff like that interesting so even a, a lot of youtubers like some some you know youtube channels are being like yeah our episode is brought to you by this we've backed it because you know they're 30 40 year old youtubers that have been shaped by the 80 sci-fi world hmm Fair enough. Mm. No, it's. Um, I'd be really interested to see that because I do think that obviously these movies did have a massive impact. Some of those ships mm. I don't actually recognise. I will be honest. What? What's the bus? <laughs> the Magic School Bus. That's uh, that's a kids' TV show. <laughs> that is not um, the Magic not America. School Bus. That is not the Magic School Bus in that image. No, that's um. Uh, uh, that's it's uh, Spaceballs. Space uh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I um, only just noticed ET in the moon. No, yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I th- I, uh, there'll, there'll be a lot of really cool stuff in there. Like, there's so much stuff out of the '80s that really, I mean, defines now modern cinema. So I think, yeah, it, it, it'll be good to uh, to watch. Yeah, I I had a, a chat with a couple of mates the other day. Now, Tom, this might seem controversial to yourself, but honestly. This podcast needs a little bit of controversy every now and then. Ah. Um, that he thought the best movie trilogy of all time was Back to the Future. And I said, hey, Lord of the Rings is still pretty good. And he went, this kid, Lord of the Rings, Back to the Future is better than Lord of the Rings. And you know what? I kind of agree with it. <laughs> you, you, you're kind of wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Back to the Future compared to Lord of the Rings. That's a fucking tough one. Yeah, I'm not getting involved in this one. Um, <laughs> but I will say... I said I original trilogy. trilogy of all time is the original trilogy of Star Wars. Then comes Lord of the yeah. Rings. Then maybe Back to the Future. Oh, I don't know, man. I like Lord of the Rings, but Back to the Future is pretty damn good. So back to the poster. Um, <laughs> I did also notice that they've got the ship from Flight of the Navigator in there, which is one of my favourite childhood movies, and also the ship from The Last Starfighter, which I've seen recently... That's still good. They are the Solarco's in there as well. Yeah, there's some. Oh man, I'm so excited! I want to watch this doco right now. This is stuff that I watch. Yeah. all the time. So yes, please. There's the last Navigator where the the ship kidnaps the kid and then he asks for a cheeseburger and it turns it into a ball and forces it into his mouth. <laughs> that guy, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Flight of the Navigator. It is. He's um. Yeah, he's he basically kidnap kidnaps this kid because. He needs directions. The kid's got like the navigational maps in his brain, and they time travel into the future. It's pretty cool. I liked it. Yeah. Okay. No, that's what I don't. I haven't seen either of those films. I've heard uh, stuff about the Last Starfighter. I think that's one that I wanted to actually revisit and have a look at, especially after feeling a little bit nostalgic with some. Uh, or at least around 80s films that I've watched recently. Because not only did I watch the one that we're talking about today, I also watched Predator the other night as well. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> having a lot of... Digging a lot of Arnie. Oh, loving it. Yeah. My copy of Predator went missing, so I went out and bought another copy. I'm like, this this movie, If I will keep buying copies of this movie. <laughs> Someone please keep stealing his copies. <laughs> That's the new game. <laughs> Number two, we have a little teaser trailer for uh, Popeye. And if that's yes, a testament did. of uh, what the news was like this week, that's right. Yeah, a teaser trailer <laughs> for Popeye made number two. <laughs> a teaser trailer from 2014. 
<laughs> yeah, so it has been picked back up and looks like it's actually going to be happy, happening. Um, so that's by Gendry, uh, Fuzzy say his last name. Gendy Tartakovsky. That's so, the one. <laughs> yeah, that, He did the original Star Wars Clone Wars. That's correct. Uh, it's Samurai Jack, you might know. Ho- yep. Hotel Cat, Transylvania. Yeah, he, he's, he's done a lot of really, really good animation work. He is one of my favourite animators. I'll watch anything he puts out because it's just awesome fun. Um, he did a, like a short series recently called Primal, um, which is uh, about a caveman and he's like you know, killing dinosaurs and stuff. It's brutal and awesome. He doesn't say like throughout the whole thing, not a single word is spoken, but it's and it's just really lots of emotion and things happening. It's really really cool. So if you can get your hands on it, it's an amazing little series to to watch. But yeah, this is obviously Popeye. the The trailer looks like a lot of fun. It's yeah, it's a kids movie about a classic, classic cartoon character. Mm. And I watched the shit out of Popeye the Kid, so I'm definitely going to go see. The- I'm definitely going to go see this more than I'm going to go see Blake Whatever in the cinemas. I'm telling you that bloody much. <laughs> um, it just, yeah, it just, it's, it's, it doesn't look like. Not to beat a dead horse, but it doesn't look like what they were trying to do was say like Garfield. I was like, oh, it's Garfield, but we're making it new. I'm like, no, no, it's it's Popeye. They're just like, yep, it's Popeye. We're not changing anything. We're not doing anything. This is a CG Popeye film. We ain't putting a CG cat in the real world and giving it to Bill Murray. It's just Popeye. I would have loved that if it was like Bill Murray in mocap, like Polar Express level, like CGI, but only He's po- Andy Serkising all only around Popeye the guy. was like that. Everybody else was just normal humans, and it was just like this CGI monstrosity with giant forearms. That's what I want. That's what I want from my Popeye film. But Andy Serkis to Popeye. I reckon Andy Serkis could do a damn fine Popeye now that you say that. I'm into I don't it. even think Andy Serkis needs some mocap. I think you could just cast Andy Serkis no, no, as Popeye. 100%. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think this this, this little uh, snippet looks super fun. I, I think it would be interesting to see. So, as we as saying before, like originally from 2014. So, if they're picking this back up, I'd be curious to actually go and see it when it comes out. Especially considering I, at least myself, didn't have any exposure to Popeye as a kid. Like knew who he was probably purely through references to him in the simpsons oh you gotta have uh what was the the fucking hamburger guy oily wily i will gladly pay for your hamburger on tuesday for a hamburger today it's just this like big guy always wants hamburgers but he never has any money yes he was awesome. Uh, he was my kind of man. <laughs> Number one. Number one. And I'm sure plenty of people on this podcast and plenty of people listening to this podcast will be excited by it. This is a multi-tiered news because there was lots of news for this. So The Mandalorian's second season will not be delayed. It is still scheduled to come out in October. We also have confirmation or that we are getting Timothy Oliphant for season two. And we are getting Katie Sackhoff to play Bo Katan Cries, if I pronounce that. You don't know who Bo Katan is, do you? Huh? You don't know who Bo Katan is. She's a Mandalorian in um, one of the series, isn't she? She's a, a bit of a big deal for Clone Wars, sort of. Clone Wars and Rebels sort of fans. 
Um, but she is she's Obi Wan's girlfriend's sister. Come on. Oh, yeah, actually. yeah, best way, yes. safest way to put it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, I've, I've seen enough of it. I haven't watched the whole thing, but I've seen bits and pieces. Oh, that last season. I'm going to do a special on the last episode, on the last season. It's. Oh, I have so much, so many things to talk about. Anyways, um, Timothy Oliphant. I'm wondering what he's going to do. Like, is he going to be like a um, Bill Burr, or is he going to be throughout the sort of the the series? Um, there's also a lot of fan theory going on at the moment in regards to um, Tamara Morrison coming back because they're saying, "Oh, he's going to play Boba Fett." I'm like, he could also play Captain Rex because uh, th- there was a clone. There was something that I was reading that was saying that Captain Rex and um, Boba Fett are looking like they'll be in it. Just so looking like it yeah. will actually happen. Um, my For some reason, when I see Timothy Oliphant in there, it reminds me, when he's wearing the cowboy hat, it reminds me of that blue guy with like the, the uh, ventilator things plugged into his face. What? Oh, Cad Bane. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's all I see when oh, I see him. I think he'd play a rad Cad Bane, actually. That's actually pretty fucking cool. Cad Bane's surely dead, though, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. He could play Dengar. Imagine Timothy Dengar, Oliphant Dengar. playing fucking Dengar. No. Oh, look, None of you know who Dengar is. He's the guy who wraps himself in toilet paper in uh, The Empire Strikes Back. And he, and I just want to see him do like space cowboy stuff. Like He's just a badass cowboy, Timothy yeah. Oliphant. So yeah. like, give me some of that. Like As long as he's not playing um, Agent 47 kind of character, I'll be happy. <laughs> no, he can play the bad guy from Die Hard 4. Yeah, I could do that. He was a good bad guy. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I'm excited for. I'm excited for it. And there's also the there's heaps of shit that's going like season two for Mandalorian sounds like it's going to be massive. Boba Fett, potentially Captain Rex, Timothy Oliphant, um, uh, Bo Katan's going to be in it, and uh, potentially Ahsoka played by Rosario Dawson. Sounds like it's going to be a massive season. Yes, it does. Yeah, they're going pretty nuts with it. I say it's a, yeah. it seems to be every week. At least for the last three or four weeks, there's been new announcements of old characters coming back or bigger celebrities joining the cast. So, yeah, um, we still haven't heard. I don't think we've heard anything about what's actually ha- ha- going to happen in the series. Um, Just lots of speculation at this point. So, you know, we've got yeah, you know, awesome new characters. Well, awesome characters coming back from other parts of the Star Wars universe. Uh, we've got the Dark Saber in there. Like, we've got a bunch yeah. of stuff that's going to happen. Like, there's just so much potential for awesomeness to to go on. Um, so we still don't even know like the whole story about like Baby Yoda. Like, what his like why they wanted him, what they were doing with him. Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we just don't know, and mm. it's just it's exciting the potential for the show to to be really awesome. And to be honest, Star Wars needs a little bit of awesome at the moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I 100% agree with everything there. But it's also like, yeah, what are they going to do with Baby Yoda? Because he had no relevance at all in The Rise of Skywalker. So, like, I sort of expected something with Baby Yoda in Rise of Skywalker. Maybe. Maybe. Or reference or something or... Yeah. No. no, nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was Rise of Skywalker, though. It was a steaming pile of shit. Um, yeah, I, I think Disney may have learnt their lesson by trying to, or not attempting to link in TV series with movies with the uh, Marvel and the fact that they had to, like, 
they destroyed all of their Netflix TV series. So I think they're probably still going to try and keep Star Wars series and stuff apart from the movie plot lines, at least. But I guess we'll we'll see. The last season of Clone Wars links in and is concurrent with the third episode of Star Wars with Revenge of the Sith. Like, it takes place in the same time period. Like, the season starts, like, what, a couple of days, if not a day or two before the start of episode three? Then a couple of episodes into it, it's like the start of episode three. And then by the end of the series, it's, it's well, the end of the series. It's the end of the movie. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Maybe I will give the last series a watch. I'm very much so not good. up to date. I don't, I don't remember when I stopped watching. It does like those, like, previously, this person did this, and this person... If you know a little bit about Clone Wars, like who Ahsoka is, and, you know, that Darth Maul is alive, and all that sort of stuff like that, it, it does that sort of... Previously on... Well, that's the thing. The thing that I didn't like and probably the reason why I didn't really get into Clone Wars that much is because of the first couple of seasons were very anthology. Um, Very kiddie. Very anthology, very kiddie. And a lot of the storylines I didn't really like that much. But then I heard later on that it becomes more of an actual continuing arc. Yeah. Yeah. Our, um, Our mate Dave from Super Movie Bros is actually making a list of Clone Wars episodes if you want to watch Clone Wars just for the main story plot points. So he's making a list of must-watch episodes, uh, episodes of these are awesome, but you don't need to watch them. And one of them that he's put in is Kid Boba Fett teams up with Bosk and other bounty hunters to try and kill Mace Windu. Uh, and they like they get the Slave One, they get Jango Fett's armor, they set up the traps and bombs and stuff. It has nothing to do with the overarching story or, or Darth Maul or Ahsoka or anything like that, but it's just a sick episode. Okay. So he's making a list. He's checking it twice, and I will get him to send it your way if you want to keep watching. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, I think that would be good. All right. News complete. Thank you, Tom. Well done. Thank you very much, Tom. Oh, I'm welcome. very excited to see Popeye with you, just so I can go, that's Popeye. He eats spinach to get strong. Yes, for me, yes. Fuel for me, you. <laughs> Uh, this episode of Shaken Not Nerd and all episodes of Shaken Not Nerd are brought to you by Dom and Oz at Incognito Comics. And guess what, guys? Yes, they're located at 32B Bignor Road, Maravan. Yes, they have a website called incognitocomics.com.au, but they're getting new comics this week, two days from now, after this episode drops. New books are in, the sh- new books are in man. Wednesday, the 20th of May. Books are in. Ooh. Things are starting to come back to normal. I can finish Power Rangers. Um... Yeah, no, nah, new books are coming in. Uh, the warehouse is still stacked full of books. This, so there's, it's that perfect time to either, if you've picked up something and you're going, crap, okay, I want to keep going. Well, look, the next book will be next week or, or it's a continuing series. You can you know now pick up with what's going on. I'm reading uh, Dark Knight, not Dark Knight, Batman White Knight, um, which is a really, really cool concept of Batman is just, Batman's well as being Batman, but he's chasing down the Joker and stuff. And the Joker gets cured of his insanity and actually turns back into a normal person uh, and is now suing the city of Gotham and Batman for all of these sort of misallegations and all this sort of stuff like that. It's really, really good. Wow. Um, yeah, and that series, that like this spin-off six-issue book was so popular that they're continuing it. Like, it's that massive. Oh. Um, really good book. I highly recommend Batman White Knight. You can get that at Incognito Comics. It's fantastic. It's a really good book. Mm-hmm. It, it, it also says, like, there are two Harley Quinns. Like, when Joker goes, like, insane and tries to kill Jason Todd, the original Harley Quinn leaves. 
And then this like replacement Harley Quinn who acts and looks like Harley Quinn comes in, but she is wearing the Margot Robbie sort of baseball top ripped jeans sort of look. Um, and then the OG Harley Quinn, like in her sort of Harley Quinn gestury outfit, comes back into the into the story. It's really good. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. So you can find them online at incognitocomics.com.au. Check out their uh, their Facebook page as well because they regularly post videos now of books are coming, books are in, this is what we have. They put, post a lot of photos as well when the books come in saying, this is what's on the shelf now. If there's something on the shelf that you want us to put aside for, if you're coming in that weekend, today, tomorrow, whatever it is, they'll put it aside for you. It's a, it's a fantastic store run by fantastic people. And I think we should be back in the studio soon because Victoria is starting to lift some of the restrictions. It will be exciting when we can leave the house properly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But this week's episode, we put it up onto uh, our Shake and Not Nerd listener community. And we had a couple of movies. Fuzzy, we know what the winning movie was, but what were some of the options that might move on to the the runners-up poll episode that we might do later in the year? Oh, thank God you asked him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we put up a poll this week. So this week was all about uh, anniversary movies. Uh, So movies that had anniversaries on or around this date. Um, And our winner, obviously, uh, we're going to be talking about is uh, Total Recall. But we we did have Batman Begins uh, from 2005. We had uh, Back to the Future Part 3 and Iron Man 2. Now, I'm just going to say that Back to the Future Part 3 and Iron Man 2 received one vote each. Uh, So they won't be going on to our runners-up poll. Uh, Thanks to Mitch for giving them a vote for... Yeah, just being part of the poll, you know. (laughs) Didn't want to see them on zero. Go banana. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Batman Begins will go on to our runners-up poll. So we now have uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um, We have Batman Begins. And what was the third one? Oh, uh, The The Rock. Rock. So that man, that poll is going to be red hot. So we need one more. I think we need one more runner-up to go into our runners-up pool. So next time we do a poll, we'll uh, we'll get that together. That's going to be... I think we, we're all going to have to pick one and just, just campaign really, really hard. So... Uh, yeah, so- I think uh, I think Ray deliberately voted for Batman Begins. He's like, I know it's not going to win, but it's going to go into the runners-up poll, and that's why I want it to win. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it's an interesting theory. I like that. I like that. So, um, yes, there we go. So that will be coming up at some stage. Probably might even be one of our first episodes back when we can see each other face to face and share our glorious beards. Uh, but this week... Except for Ian, who shaved it off. <sighs> what a pussy. Uh, now now you've mentioned him, um, oh, so we have to talk him. about it. Oh, yep. Ian is not on this week's episode. 38 minutes. Damn it. And, 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 and neither is Ollie. Yeah, no, as well. no. <laughs> you mentioned both of them. You can't mention one without mentioning the other no, one. No, it's, it's, they are a duo. They, they're a dual act. Yes. Um. They, of course, both have violent diarrhea. <laughs> together. They shit themselves the to death. Yeah. It's like, oh, this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie doesn't include Bebop. Does it include Rocksteady? No, not him either. I love how Siobhan literally just walked into the room as I went, violent diarrhea. Uh, (laughs) Let the record show Tom is lying down in a bed. (laughs) Well, yes, this week, though, we're talking about Total Recall. Let's, Let's get right into it. I'm excited to talk about Total Recall. 
He's so excited, he's banging his hands on the table. Yes. Anyway, Fuzzy. Actually, no, let's go with Tom. Tom, what's the story of Total Recall? Total Recall. All right. So, we are following, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger, as he is a lowly construction worker who is bored with his current existence and wants to go on a holiday to a awful place that no one understands why he wants to go there. So... No one else wants to go there. No one else is going to take him there. So he decides to look into this thing called recall where they implant the m- memories into your head to make it seem like you've been there. And that's when, when he goes there, everything goes crazy and he is revealed to have a mystery secret agent life where he has to battle and see mutants and deal with Quado. <laughs> the lesson of Equado, the better. <laughs> <laughs> I think that sums it up nicely. Well done, Tom. Yeah, that's a good way of doing it. Thank you, Tom. He's done the news. He's done a really good summary of Total Recall. The most batshit Schwarzenegger film there is. Probably one of his best, too. I'm just going to say it. It's it's a it's a weird film. It's a, it's a good film, but it's a weird film. It is totally weird, but it is it is, it is great. So let's let's talk about the good stuff first. Yes. Off you go, Fuzzy. You're excited. I You're am, tapping I your am. hands. You're ready. It's violent. It's super violent. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first bit where like the super violent starts and he gets dragged into an alleyway by these guys like you know and they're like oh, you, you shouldn't have done that you know you broke your memory and we gotta kill what you what did now. I do wrong what the fuck did I do wrong and then he snaps two guys necks like pretty hardcore snapper like this is that slow crunch of the necks and then just butchers these other two with the gun it's just and there's blood everywhere and it's it's awesome um, so it's directed by Paul Verhoeven, who did uh, obviously RoboCop, Starship Troopers. He's he loves a little bit of gory violence, and this has it in spades. Um, guys are getting in the neck with like spikes. The, you know, things are just happening. Like at one stage, he's getting chased through the subway, and um, this this they, these guys start shooting at him. So he just grabs some dude and uses him like as a human shield. And like, just he just gets mowed down. The squibs are going off, and just oh, it's <laughs> so much great practical squib work in this as well, which is just awesome. So I did love that bit. I was just going to say when you said the original ultraviolet bit is just the fact, yeah, when he's when he's on the escalator and the guy yeah. in front of him gets hit by one bullet and it's pretty much, oh well, this guy's dead already. <laughs> just uses him as a shield <laughs> and then uses him as a fucking javelin. Oh, so good. <laughs> And yeah, like I like the, yeah. There's there's lots of gory action. Oh, absolutely. And look, it's it's so the the gory action is part of what makes this movie amazing. And then the other, like it, it also links into the practical effects that they use in this. There is a lot of practical, you know, prop work and all the rest of it, which is just fantastic. I loved all of the prosthetics, all of the things that were going on. Um, we've obviously got the the infamous two weeks scene with the head that comes apart, and uh, that was cool. And then we get the uh, the three boob lady. I mean, who doesn't love the three boob lady? Um, just, <laughs> just so cool. And I mean, I love Quato. I'm just going to put it out there. I think Quato is great. Just this little dude living yeah. in a guy's chest. It's I remember the first time I fucking watched this movie because I was on an Arnie high. I picked up like this and Commando and uh, Eraser and all these sort of fucking Arnie films. And I watched this and went, 
the character, de- like, the, who designed or thought of the idea of Quato? Because that is literally someone coming on their chest, falling asleep, and waking up with a baby attached to them. Ugh. Like, that's what Quato is. <laughs> yeah, there's some weird mutant stuff in this. So. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah. look, I, I just think that there's so much about this movie that, that just works. It's... It's quality. Like for an Arnie movie, there's there's lots of one-liners. There's some really good one-liners oh, in yeah. this as well. There's some good action. I think he actually does a really good job of acting in this film as well. Like he's got a lot to do, and I think he does a really good job of it. Some of the, his other movies, he doesn't have much like actual acting to do. So I think he does a really good job of, of everything he's given here. And it's just prime him. Like he is... He looks like an absolute beefcake, and he's it's amazing. So there you go. There's all my positives. Yeah, no, I agree. I, with that. Yeah. I will be very short on my negative section, so yeah, I'll keep going on the positives if you want. But no, no, let's move on to somebody else. Dirty, what about you? Um, it's a quintessential action film. It's 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 one of those films, especially if you've seen Commando or you've seen Terminator or you've seen something of Schwarzenegger's like, going fuck yeah, like this is definitely one of those ones. Like you need to watch this. I don't. I can't speak on behalf of the reboot. I haven't seen it, but this is dope. pretty, pretty. The reboot is dope. an absolute piece of dog shit. Do not watch that at all. But it's got Kate Beckinsale. She's do not good. watch it at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, it's yeah, it's a, it's a really fun film. Um, fun in regards to don't watch this with kids, but watch this, you know, with a, with a case of beer and pizza sort of thing. Um, even the sort of the shootout in the bar that they have in this in this film at one point in the film, and there's a a, a short statured prostitute character, and the bartender just grabs a shot and goes Thumbelina and throws her a, a little Mac Ten machine gun, and she sits on the bar just shooting guards. Like it's this over the top action film that's just. I I think if this was made, well, it has been rebooted, but if it was made in a different era, it wouldn't necessarily work, especially if it was a shot for shot remake with no changes or anything oh. i don't think it would work outside of its era i don't even think you could have dean norris with the vagina for the face like you know you, you could not have that kind of character anymore like it's just too i mean, it was very sexual it was a it was a great vagina but it was right on his face so it's and it's a great one line as well like you got a lot of nerves showing your face around here look who's talking <laughs> <laughs> <do that>, <laughs> it's just so, so how good with the one liners like the one liners are pretty amazing he shoots Sharon Stone at one stage and he goes consider it a divorce and bang like, it's, <laughs> it's so great I love it I, I think this is a prime film for Sam at Movie Reviews and 20 Qs, especially for his question of what's the best line to say after sex using a line from this film. <laughs> because fuck me, there are some crackers in this. I love the, one, got Michael- the one where he kills Richter at the end, Michael Ironside, like rips his arms off <laughs> and he throws him down the shaft. He's like, see you at the party, Richter. And so it throws the- it's fucking great. I love it. I love it. Everything oh. about his lines in this film is just spot on. This is this is a prop maker's dream. So Al from San Dimas, he must absolutely love this film oh. because the the props and practical effects in this are fantastic. Like the first time watching this film, if you've never seen it and all you know is it's a Schwarzenegger film and that's it. Like where he has to pull that sort of the tracking chip from out of his fucking head and he puts this like nostril gun up his nose and then it's just like this big CG, not CG, this big like, you know, rubberized mechanical prop that yeah. just, it's it's 
disgusting, but it's awesome at the same time. Yeah. Or when they run out of air and their eyes pop out of their head and Arnie's like, it's like, what the fuck? Oh, man. There's so much weird eye trauma in this film. Like, the like you can see at one stage the eyes are, like, popping out on, the, on like, stalks right out of his skull. It's just, it's so great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... It's 80s. It's definitely 80s. And I think that can... Some people will love it. Some people will hate it. In regards to Paul Verhoeven films, I like this. But there is another film of his that I prefer. Robocop? Yes. <laughs> I mean, Robocop <laughs> is I was there for the first time. This is fucking baller. Robocop is pretty fantastic. Yeah, Robocop is fantastic. Um, but oh, I, I, I still have fun with this film. I don't watch it as regularly as I do with... like I'll watch Predator... 10 times before I watch this like yeah that's going into negatives but yeah look it's it's a good it's a good fun 80s prop action I will just say like film. if you if you wanted to I, I looked at this up because I wanted to see like what like if everybody else loved Total Recall as much as I did and according to the Rotten Tomatoes rankings um, Predator is sitting on 81% Total Recall 82% really really it's the, the top three Arnie movies are Terminator um, pumping Iron and then Terminator 2 and then so that Terminator 2 is 93% and then the next one down fourth is Total Recall at 82% I'm I, actually I, surprised I, that I, Terminator I, is above Terminator 2 because Terminator 1 oh, is better Terminator than Terminator 1 2 is, yeah it's an amazing film so it is an amazing film but most most things that I've seen normally people like jump on the Terminator 2 bandwagon well yeah, like it's yeah. it's amazing. Like Terminator is 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 listed on Rotten Tomatoes at a hundred percent. So yeah, yeah. I agree. It's with a, that. Yeah. yeah, it's really inter- I I I thought that was interesting. Like I'm glad that other people enjoyed Total Recall as much as I have. I do think it's one of his best movies. I think it's. I would put this up there, like absolutely right there with Predator. I think they're they're both solid films commando for me is a really fun film but i don't think it's like his commando's commando's fun but it's too it's too over the top for the setting that it's placed it's kind of finds excuses to put him in action moments whereas this is actually has a story has a movie and it's got the action and everything around it organically so yeah i think that's why it's a better film but there you go it's interesting on the rankings at least yeah Tom, how about you? What about positives for you, buddy? Um, yeah, I, I just think this film is incredibly fun to sit down and watch. Um, it's not often recently that some of these films I won't sit down and have it there and then look at my phone and then do whatever at the same time. This film I just sat down and watched. It's 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 just enjoyable. The way that they've actually set a future landscape i think despite the fact that it was 80s is they did a better job than a lot of other films in the era when they were setting it in a sci-fi or futuristic setting um i think once you forgive that everybody still believed that we had rear projection tvs um they did a really cool job of uh, painting this future that they had there mm. um the other thing that probably my favorite thing about this movie in general is just the, the the layering of the story is this a dream is this not a dream is it is it part mm. of the recall experience and just the little tips and little things that all get put in along the story um the guy who visits and goes i'm from recall if you don't take the pill um <sighs> which i didn't actually know that's where the matrix pill scene comes from it was inspired by this film there you go 
Yeah. So if anybody's listening who hasn't watched it, they offer him a red pill to wake up and to uh, go back to his normal life rather than continuing. And that's where the red... And but the he blue- takes the red pill in the Matrix, though, doesn't he? Hmm? No, he takes the blue pill. The red... I think. No, the blue pills what sends it back because the, the guy from Baby's Day Out is like, why, oh, why didn't I pick the blue pill? <laughs> Joey ah, Pants. Yeah. That's it. Well, mate... Cypher. Well, maybe, maybe that's the link there, because maybe because he was going to take the red pill meant that he was actually going to wake up. So, the same thing in the Matrix. You take the red... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah actually, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. You take the red pill and the dream stops. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. That, that was yeah. a fantastic scene, though. Like, everything about that was just really cool. And it, and it had the audience believe it. If you haven't seen that this film before, you're like, shit, is he asleep? Is, is he in a fucked up dream? Like, that he's killing all these people? Yeah. So... Well, so uh, I, I'm just going to say, do, do we want to talk about that at the end, or do we want to talk about it still while we're in positives while we've brought this up? What Let's do it now. It's I mean, still a positive. Let's do it now. It's, a, it's an old film. <laughs> well, so I wholeheartedly believe this is, he is in a memory. This is what has been implanted by Recall. Yeah. Um, the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. Except, well, no, from when he first goes into the machine. Because they say, as they're putting him into the machine, they say, blue skies on Mars. Blue skies yeah. on Mars appear. And and got- also there's the thing with Melina. Like, you see Melina as the uh, the character model that's going to be implanted in his mind on the screen mm. at recall before he goes under. So it's like, that's the biggest one for me. It's like, they, they go through all of this story, they set it all up, and then they show that. And it's like then all of a sudden he sees it. There's no way that they would have had a real person actually modelled into that system. Yeah, and, and one of the interesting ones I was reading about that I hadn't heard in the past was to actually do with the tracking implant that he had. Mm. So at the very start of the film, when he first goes into, I think, is it the train station or into one of the buildings or something, when he walks past the X-ray machine, it doesn't register or show any metal on his body. Oh, Okay. And then later on, he obviously goes through it and it detects that he has the gun there. But it still doesn't detect that he actually has the tracking chip in his brain or up his nose. Mm-hmm. And then later on, when it when it's part of the memory that he has that there, is when he pulls it out and it's obviously clearly metal. Yes. So either, either that little ball thing is blocking the fact or it's like part of the memory and it's because it's an actual artificial structure that it wasn't part of the memory that that was in there to be detected by the actual thing. <laughs> you guys have fucking blown my brain. <laughs> did you, What did you think, Judy? I just thought it was what was going on, that, you know, he is a... I just thought it was the whole thing of, like, no, he is an agent, but he's been tricked, but his mind's been wiped, but he isn't, and then he is a good guy when he's supposed to be a bad guy. Like, I thought it was what was actually happening, not the idea of, no, the whole thing could actually just be his recall dream thing. Mm. I That's never popped in. You can't have fucked for thinking about that. You've, you've ruined this movie for me. <laughs> that's the whole thing, man. That's, that's the whole next level of this film, is uh, whether whether it's the dream or whether it actually happened. Whether it Fuck. was recall actually trying to help them, trying to pull them out, pull him out. Yeah, no, I think it's that was part of like the twisty plot that's going on in this sort of spy novel of you know. I, I think it's yeah, it's just part of the memory. They're just trying to immerse him in that experience. So yeah, I, I like the fact that it leaves these questions you know that unanswered. It leaves that, that little bit to the interpretation of the audience to actually go into. It's it's cool. 
yeah, I, I love a film that has that element of it, as a, that has any form of debate about what's actually happening in the background. Mm. And I think that, to me as well, is one of the, the one of the things that takes away from the the reboot of it is because if you already know that there's already this deeper element to the film, um, mm. then it doesn't work when you try and do the same thing again. Yeah, yeah and for my understanding, isn't the the reboot doesn't have anything to do with the mutants and stuff? Or does it still have mutants? I'll be honest, no. I blanked it from my brain. Yeah, no, it's, it's it has nothing to do with Mars even. It's like just all about but- Earth. Yeah, it's it's so stupid. It's just, yeah, it, it's not the film that you want it to be. And I think because they removed so many elements from the original story, like it just takes away from it. I mean, they do leave in, obviously, the three boobs because, you know, they have to do that. <laughs> Yeah, no, you can't get rid of that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just... I think so much is just wrong about that reboot. They just they missed the point entirely. They took a lot of the fun and magic out of it and replaced it with special effects, and that just doesn't work. I do like how... I've, it's a Schwarzenegger film, and you can't really knock it for it for being so. But just how fucking strong Schwarzenegger is in his action films... Mm. Like when he's towards the sort of the the third act where he's sitting again in sort of a, a recall machine getting his mind wiped and he just pulls the fucking restraint like the not doesn't pull the restraining bolt, but he pulls like this metal vice that's holding him down. He pulls that out with the giant bolt attaching that to the chair and then stabs a guy with oh, it. Oh, yeah, he fucking gets that guy awesome. so Christ. bad. Oh, it's awesome. And like the guy's like, <laughs> you see him like, I got the extended edition yeah, director's cut and you see the guy falling over and he's gurgling. He's like, <laughs> he's got this fucking, oh. but, oh, it's so good. Just like, there's a couple of little scenes like that on the director's cut and it's just awesome. It's so good. It's <laughs> He's incredibly strong. Like, yes, Schwarzenegger is strong, but that's like fucking Morpheus breaking the the handcuffs in The Matrix. Like, yes, it's a cool scene. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> but, yeah, it's time to... With, with that uh, comment, I think it's time to move on to negatives. Let's say Fuzzy has no negatives, so I want to leave him sort of to last <laughs> because I feel like he'll have <laughs> nothing to really say besides... Uh, maybe this shot or this angle or the composition of this I didn't like. But, Tom, what did you not like about Total Recall? Um, you know, I, I, I'm sort of racking my brain at the moment to a certain extent because it is super fun and I think they did, for the time period, they did a super good job of representing the future and working with it. Um, oh, wow. Okay. I've, I've had a little bit of a mind blank here. Duty, you go first. Um, it is an 80s film. And it hasn't aged in regards to some of the aspects of technology that they depict in the film. Mm. Like, they show televisions, and they, like, when he's going, like, what type of girl do you want in your fantasy dream? And she pulls the TV down, and it's this tubed TV in this giant casing hanging from the roof. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, that's, that's pretty old looking. That was actually, that was one of the things I was actually thinking about as well, is, is the, there's a bit of a contrast in the technology that they have there, which is a bit confusing. In the very first scene, or at the very start, they have an entire wall that's able to turn into a TV that looks like just like Mm. a flat panel normal wall that goes from wall to TV, and then they have rear projection TVs everywhere else. (laughs) Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's like they couldn't decide whether they want to go, 
sci-fi sci-fi but that's going to cost them more money because that you know war projection tv presumably would have cost a bit of money and they only do it in that sort of one scene or area of the film where everything else is big tubes and all that sort of old school tvs um I don't, I don't know. I, I think because it's made in the 80s, it hasn't necessarily aged as well. But you can also say the exact same thing for things like Alien or maybe not Alien, but things like Robocop and stuff like that, especially with Robocop because he's a uh, Robocop and this worked quite well because not only it's the same director, but it's because you have a high technology character of Robocop and the high tech timing of Total Recall, but a lot of modern day 80s items. Mm. Um, like, yes, the machine guns and the pistols look, you know, you can clearly tell they're like plastic props, but they, they've they tried to make them not look like conventional weapons. But there's still like, yeah, he's wearing a flanny and dungaroos. Like, yeah, that's that's 80s. That's 80s as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, that's probably it for negatives about with me. It's, I don't necessarily, I wasn't a huge fan of the, the, the mutant sort of component of the film if that makes sense I, I like when I was originally watching this for the first time and no it wasn't for this episode but I was like cool he's a he's a, he's a character who's you know had his he's a potential secret agent because I didn't think he could actually be in the dream or not or, or whatever but he's a potential secret agent who's had his mind wiped and then it's going back to Total Recall for fun has sort of re-triggered him and all this sort of stuff like that and then it's like oh there's Mars and there's mutants and there's a sperm baby guy attached to a chest and there's an alien reactor and I'm like what the fuck <laughs> but now that Tom's sort of gone like well yeah that's what he paid for in Recall it, it, it's probably the dream because he saves the planet and stuff and I'm like oh yeah Maybe it is. I don't know. I, I like it, but it's just... It's not Predator. Like, I'll watch Predator. I'll watch Commando. I'll watch Terminator. Like, I'll watch all of these movies before going to Total Recall. Hmm. No, that's fair. It's not really a negative, but yeah. Fuzzy? Um, honestly, I, 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 I'm I, struggling. I, I can't think of anything negative that, about this film. I, I understand your point about, like, ageing and, like, you know, you want this to be a futuristic movie because it's supposed to be set in, what, 2043, I think it is? Like, I get that, but it's it's kind of that retro sci-fi feel. It's that whole, this is what they thought the oh, future yeah. would be like in the 80s. And as far as they could tell that was the way and they, there's always that stuff about like you know Paul Verhoeven had a big thing about like video phones and shit like that like they had a, a fairly good handle on what things would be like um, I think um, and I think you know, I was talking to my lovely lady person about this um, while we were watching and she said there's things like you, you can do now like virtual tours so you can go on a virtual holiday um, to places <laughs> where you can't actually visit it's kind of like people are using some of these concepts in different ways now and in ways that we can understand. So, you know, I, I, I like that they pushed. I like that they, they tried something. They had a very specific vision and they just delivered it. I, I, I struggle to find things that I don't like about this film. So, yeah, no no negatives for me, unfortunately. I feel like this is going to be one of your first 96 Who's to say, Duty? Well, probably me when we score the, uh, the points. <laughs> Tom, could you think of any negatives? Uh, t- to be honest, like I, 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 there is nothing that, and I think as Fuzzy was saying, there's nothing that's blaringly negative about the film, really. I, I do 100% agree with you with the ageing thing, and that's why I sort of jumped in there with it. But 
I do think they just overall did a phenomenal job with prosthetics, with all the different elements of the film. It it it, it feels like you're going along at a good pace um, and learning and revealing stuff as it comes through. I mean, the the only thing that sort of gets me is at, at least in my opinion. Um, so they they do try and allude to this um, whether he's in the in the memory or not. Um, and in from from what I take about it is they say that he is in the memory, and that that's the way that I've always interpreted this film, and probably will continue to interpret this film. I'd actually be curious to know from in our listener community if we uh, I'd put up a poll to see who thinks he's in the memory, who thinks he isn't. I'd be curious to see what people say. Is he still married to Sharon Stern? Um, but I think if he is in the memory, it doesn't really make sense. And they needed to have it as a film because you need to have it, but it doesn't really make sense about all these scenes that occur that don't include him. Because if it's a memory that's been implanted into his head, Why would that he wouldn't happen. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so it's a it, it's a bit of an interesting scenario, and not not that they wouldn't have been able to really tackle it without making the story less cohesive. Um, but just just an interesting point on the way that they've sort of tackled that and put that along that that was really the only thing that as i sat down and watched it that probably bothered me in a way but yeah yeah that, that yeah that makes sense if it is supposed to be his memory why are we seeing the the police chief and beverly hills cop kick over a fucking aquarium full of fish and be a cunt like those fish did nothing wrong they're just hanging out but um yeah i sort of i i, I get that in that regards but Alright, there's something about it. Like, I like it, but it just doesn't sit right. I don't know, it's weird. I'm weird. (laughs) But uh, if there's anything else anyone else wants to add before we wrap up, does anyone have a favourite one-liner, I think, from this film that it was just their favourite one-liner? I mean, it was was previously considered that a divorce, but I I think um, the, the, the whole see you at the party, Richter, was yep. like that was my favorite one just i think it really sunk in i didn't really like connect it previously or i, I i'd known about it they talked about you know oh we'll wipe his memory and we'll go to a, we'll see you at the party later kind of thing and then rick yeah. punches him in the face and he's not going to remember this i'll see you later you know that kind of stuff and then yeah see you at the party rick that oh it's just just Perfect. It's just a little callback to something that happened like 15 minutes before, but it's just, it suits the time so well. Yeah, I I 100% agree. That was the one that I was going to pick because I think that, I don't know what, like, I don't remember when I originally watched this film, but it was a while ago and never connected those scenes. I just thought that was just a cool one liner. (laughs) And then when you watch it and you just go, oh, it actually links back to that. That's fantastic. (laughs) That's so good. I, I had a massive smile on my face watching this entire movie, and that just like mwah, capped it off perfectly. <laughs> was it uh, was it Mrs. Fuzzy's first time watching it as well, or has she already seen it? It was. It was the, her first time, and I, I was just shocked that she hadn't seen this before. Um, just, uh, it, it's such a good Arnie film that I just and it's I don't understand how how nobody had seen this, and it's. Yeah, I, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it before, sorry for spoiling everything for starters, uh, but go and watch it immediately because it, even if you have seen it before, go watch it again because it's so much fun. It's 
and like Tom said, like normally sometimes you'll sit there and you, you might flick through your phone a couple of times. This, I was just, I was bouncing. I was so excited to watch. Dude, did you have a favorite one-liner? Uh, favorite one-liner has got to be when he has the hologram sort of at the bottom of the reactor and he's, he's like tricking all the guards and then the guards <laughs> aim at him and goes, ha, ha, you think this is the real Quaid? It is. <laughs> it just shoots them and they all turn around. <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> It's so bad, but it's just so good. I was like, he's not even looking at them at all. You think this is the real queen? Then they all just turn around like, it is. <laughs> just fucking mows them down. I thought that was that's that was pretty rad. I think moments like that need to happen more in current action films. That sort of the the goofiness, but also the seriousness of a character. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Tom, was yours as well, the, the Richter? Yeah, mine was definitely See You at the Party, Richter. <laughs> All right then. Well, with that, I think it's time to get on to scores. Uh, Tom, you may go first. Uh, you know what? Yeah, going back and watching this, and considering how much I actually struggled to say negatives for it, I think I'm going to give this one an eight. Mm. I think obviously time is a consideration here and I think if I had seen it back in the 80s it probably would have even got a higher score but to me this film is an 8 now it's still super enjoyable to watch it's one of these 80 movies that I think we'll continue to be able to watch for several decades Um, and just classic Arnie I love it Mm. awesome Fuzzy Uh, I I sort of want to leave Fuzzy to Len because Fuzzy's Fuzzy's just going to give it a 9.2 oh duty then (laughs) uh yeah, um, I'm going to go seven and a half. Um, it's not really anything against the film, but it's just it's it's a great action film. But it's also not a it's probably a film I watch maybe every two three years sort of thing. It's not something that I watch on the regular. Even if I'm feeling like an old school action film that isn't you know you know the beloved Terminators or Predators or Rambo or something like I'd watch RoboCop before watching this because I think RoboCop sort of has more of a flow. To it, Out of curiosity, when you say on the regular, like mm. your number one most regular film, how often do you watch it? Once every... Uh, watch it or put it on in the background while I'm editing and doing shit. Either or. Probably once every three weeks. What? Yeah. Jesus. All right. Like, uh, it'll literally, like, I'll be video editing or I'll be doing something. And I'll just go, Hot Fuzz is on the background. I think my favourite like, films it's, it's, I watch maybe once every five years. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, you don't really like those films then, Tom, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I enjoy the film. It's fun. Um, it's a over-the-top Arnie action film, but it's not over-the-top in regards to Commando, which is just over-the-top. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for me. Here we go. Fuzzy Dan. <laughs> Buckle in, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to be a fuzzy ride. <laughs> Yuck. I mean... <laughs> this, this... Who wants a fuzzy ride? I do, I do. <laughs> this film is a perfect example of both an Arnie film um, and a 90s, 80s, 90s sci-fi. Like, it's just... It's so much fun. I love I love everything about it. It's it's so enjoyable to watch this film. It's it's hard to to find that enjoyment in films these days. Like you just don't see 
you don't walk away from them going, oh, that was amazing for all of these reasons. This just captures all of that for me. Um, I honestly think it's one of his best films. I really do. And I have to give it a good score because it's just so awesome. And I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm alone in this either. Like, it's been rated highly on the internet. It was... Um, it was voted like it was a hands down winner in our, in our poll. Like we we normally have pretty close polls. This was like what was it nineteen to six? I think was the the final. Yeah. It was like huge huge margin to 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 get this one. It would I think everyone just voted for it immediately. So I don't know, man. I, I find it hard to give it anything but an awesome score. And I will say I don't know if I can give it a perfect score. Because, you know, perfect... I, I don't want to just... You had no negatives. I don't want to be just throwing around 9.6s everywhere. Like, you know, it's, you know, it's a very, very awesome film. Um, but I'm going to give this a 9, which is still an amazing score. But it's... it's it is. I, I, I don't know if there's perfection in it. I think because of... Maybe because of the aging, like, the, the futuristic aging stuff... I don't know, but yeah, still, it's a nine. It's a fucking great film. I love it. I think everybody should watch it. If, again, if you've watched it, if you've watched it, if you haven't watched it, watch it again now because it's so good. It's so much fun, and it will give you a lot of enjoyment. Um, and now it is what forty years old? No, thirty years old. Um, so yeah, definitely check it out. I think it's uh, it's worth your time. Nine for me. Mm. Nice. There we have it. Well, guys, Total Recall. It was, it was an episode. <laughs> not to say that as a negative, but th- that's all I can think of in my brain is not to say that the film's a negative. But there, there you go. There's a, a thoughts on Total Recall. We that? don't have Ian's thoughts. We don't have Ollie's thoughts. Perhaps we can ask them next week what their thoughts are quickly on the film for any of our listeners that want to know what their thoughts are of Total Recall. Is um, I don't know what our next theme is. Mm, I just remember. I don't know what our next this, movie falls are. This was a this was a big episode too, wasn't it? This was one six nine. Oh, see, uh, and the horniest buggers both missed it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they, missed yeah, they had three violent boobs. diarrhea, did they? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what happens when you don't prep your ass. But you know, <laughs> they had violent something. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta learn by doing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, look, we hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of Shake and Not Nerd. We will, of course, be back next week. I don't know what we're doing, but I'm sure someone will figure it out that isn't me. I have been Duty, hoping you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, you can leave a review on the podcasting app you're listening to on now. We read the reviews out on the show verbatim. So whatever you put in there, whether it's, I can't believe Ian doesn't like 69s or Total Recall, if you put that in your review, I'll read it out. That's fine. Uh, anyway, I've been Duty, signing off. I've been fuzzy reminding you to watch Total Recall because it's a fucking great movie. Um, June the 1st is its anniversary date, so watch it by then. Ooh. And Saladas. <laughs>